You're listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. I want to get back into Acts. Um, Maybe I'll just do some review uh, just to catch you up, and then we'll pick back up where I wanted to go tonight, next week. But um, I did want to remind you again about last week's the podcast. You can you can listen to the podcast by going to vc, vcjacks.org. Uh, there's a place there where you can listen to it. On my phone, I just have a um, an app. It's podcast, and I have several podcasts that I listen to. Um, and uh, like Bethel Church is one of them, but you can, it also will show up there and you can find that. If you can't find that, just ask Angela, she'll show you where it's at, <laughs> right? Um, how many of you guys remember, you know, we've been working through Acts, Acts 6 was, we didn't look at it last week, week before last, we were in Acts chapter 6, who, somebody, somebody tell me what, I, I know it had a wonderful, powerful impact in your life, that message did, so um, somebody share with us, what's Acts 6 about, who remembers? Don't cheat and look it up. Yes, yes. Act six was some of the some of the there was a um, uh, a complaint. It says that it rose up in the church um, that that some that some of the what's that? They weren't taking care of the widows. There were some different groups of widows that some of them were, apparently there was some complaining going on that they weren't getting taken care of. And so the, um, the leadership of the church, the apostles then, uh, they, they told the church to, to pick out, uh, seven men, um, that were, you know, uh, basically said that seven men that can't do anything else, um, that, that aren't, uh, you know, really know nothing else to do, and uh, let them wait on the tables. <laughs> I love the looks y'all give me. <laughs> they told them to find seven men, pick them out, that were what? Godly, that were, had wisdom, what? Full of the Holy Spirit. Anything else? Basically, I mean, people that showed that that were their life exemplified that these were godly, spiritual, full of the Spirit um, people that that the Holy Spirit would show them, choose these people in order that they might wait on tables to be servants. Many people believe this is probably the first deacons because one of the words in there where it talks about servants is a word that can be translated deacons. So many believe that was some of the first deacons. But my point is, is that the, is that waiting on tables wasn't, um, it wasn't like a task that was just given to somebody that couldn't do anything else. It, being a servant was given to somebody that was full of the Holy Spirit, that moved and and, and had character, and, and uh, that was godly. You know, basically their lives fruit showed that these were some godly people. So um, that's what they did. They chose them. They picked them out. Um, I, I'm going to just kind of briefly highlight some of these verses. Um, in chapter 6, it says, The twelve apostles called a meeting of all the believers. This is verse 2 in Acts 6. It is, and says this, it's not advantageous for us to be pulled away from the word of God to wait on tables. We want you to carefully select from among yourselves seven godly men. Make sure they are honorable, 
full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and we, we will give them the responsibility of this, of this crucial ministry of serving. That will enable us, the apostles, it will enable us to give our full attention to prayer and preaching the Word of God. Everyone in the church loved this idea, so they chose seven men. One of them was the name Stephen. It was a man, Stephen. It says this, he was known as a man full of faith and overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Jump down to verse 8. I'm just kind of giving you some review as we as we take this on a little further, talking about Stephen, but I wanted you to remember this part of it. It says this about Stephen. Stephen was a man full of grace and supernatural power. He performed many astonishing signs and wonders and mighty miracles among the people. Look what it says, verse 9. This upset some men belonging to a sect who caused themselves the men set free. It's like, you know, some... Sometimes I often wonder, what, what do you think it was about Stephen's life that would upset somebody? I mean, you would think if you're around somebody that, that's, that's godly, that's honorable, that's full of the Holy Spirit, you would think that, that being around that person wouldn't upset you. Would you, would you agree with that? But, uh, and, and think of Jesus, though. I mean, think of the life that Jesus lived. His life still did what? It still upset people. It still angered people. It still made them mad. I, I think probably part of that reasoning is, is, is his life exposed their life. Okay? I think that's probably some of what's happening here. This guy named Stephen is an honorable, respectable, full of Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, and probably his life to some degree shined light on their lives that, that they weren't following that. Um, anyway, let's go on. Jump down to... Um, uh, Verse, uh, it upset them. Finish the rest of that verse. Says this: They all confronted Stephen to argue with him, but the Holy Spirit gave Stephen remarkable wisdom to answer that. His words were prompted by the Holy Spirit, and they could not refute what he said. Jump down to verse fifteen. Every member of the Supreme Council, these were these men called set free. It's interesting that that's the title of who these people were. They don't sound like they were set free, do they? <laughs> Does it? But that's these, these, this Supreme Council, it says in verse 6, 15, focused their gaze on Stephen for right in front of their eyes while being falsely accused. His face glowed as though he had the face of an angel. Isn't that awesome? I mean, I just, I, there's something about that I love. Then in chapter 7, now we're going we're gonna to actually start buzzing through Acts. I know we've spent a lot of time. Um, I'm going to just pick some highlights out of these chapters as we go through. Acts 7, 1 through 53, bottom line, I'd encourage you to be reading that. You should have already been reading Acts for months now. But in Acts chapter 7, Stephen preaches this message to them. What was it about? Who remembers? Give me a summary. It's what? Absolutely. Basically, Stephen, in front of this council, just gives them a, a history lesson on, the, on, on God's dealings and, uh, and God's, um, the way God, uh, his relationship was with Israel. So for 50-something verses, uh, Stephen's preaching them about this is who Israel was. This is how God dealt with Israel. This is how God dealt with these men and, and people of Israel. So he preaches them and teaches them. Then in verse 54, that's where I want us to look. Okay, so turn your Bibles to Acts 7, 54, or you'll see it up on the screen as well. 
says this, when they heard, after they heard this message, this teaching, this history lesson about how God dealt with the people of Israel, when they heard these things, look what it says, they were overtaken with a violent rage filling their souls. Now picture this, what's happened to them? St. Stephen's preached to them, gave them this history lesson, and it says what happened to them? They got what? They got mad, they what? They got tick. How about this side over here? Y'all got anything? What? 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 I'm going to preach to y'all for a minute. What, what happened to these people? They got what? Something stirring them. It. They got ticked off. Okay. They got. I mean, they weren't just. Man, they weren't just a a little bit angry. Okay. It says. It says this. They were overtaken with a violent rage. Filling their souls. They got pissed off. They, they were ready to do something. They were angry. They were, they were jealous probably of this guy. Mad. And then it was a, to the point where they literally gnashed their teeth at him. I don't know that I've ever been that mad. <laughs> that I've gnashed my teeth. <laughs> but the par- apparently they were they were upset, okay? So they were gnashing their teeth. But look what it says, look what Stephen does. But Stephen, look the same verbiage. He was overtaken with great faith and was full of the Holy Spirit. Is that what I mean? What a testimony. I mean, put yourself in Stephen's place. These people, I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure him looking at them, they're red-faced, they're, they're whatever, gnashing their teeth. I mean, they're, they're gritting their teeth. They're, they're, I mean, I, I, he's got to be thinking, you know, th- these people are fixing to mob me, you know. I mean, they're full of rage and anger and, and bitterness. And, it's, and it's, I mean, there's probably steam coming out of the top of their heads, okay. And they were overtaken with that. And then, and then Stephen, it says, he was overtaken with great faith and was full of the Holy Spirit. Now, what? What what could have overtaken Stephen? Fear. <laughs> what else? Yeah, I mean, when. All right, come on, guys. I know y'all aren't that spiritual. What happens when somebody bows up to you? You want to bow back, right? <laughs> oh boy. I mean, I mean, this, I'm reaching for my gun, okay? I mean, <laughs> a stick or something, you know? I mean, these, these guys, they're fixing to do bodily harm to me if I'm looking at them. And, and, and more chances are, I mean, I'm holy and spiritual and everything. Maybe I would have responded kindly. <laughs> Filled him up, came in there and rescued him. Let's calm him down. Don't do it, Stephen. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. I, I would hope and pray that's what would, would overcome me if, if they were violently fixing to. <laughs> I'm thinking that my experiences are arriving down the road, you know, and, and somebody shoots me the finger or, or starts doing whatever. I, I want to be full of the Holy Spirit, my response back, and, and I, I think kindly of them. <laughs> and um, yeah, anyway, 
He was overtaken with faith and full of the Spirit. Look what it says he did. He fixed his gaze, or he fixed his eyes into the heavenly realm. I love this. Into the heavenly realm and saw the glory and splendor of God and Jesus who stood up at the right hand of God. Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, he's fixing to get mobbed. I mean, this is an angry crowd that's, that's gnashing their teeth, full of rage. He, instead of doing what? Fixing his eyes on them, which is, can be our tendency if we're not careful. We want to fix our eyes on stuff going on around us. He fixes his eyes on the heavenlies, and when he sees them, he fixes his eyes on the splendor of God. And where's Jesus normally? Sitting where? At the right-hand throne of God. When Stephen looks up to heaven in the middle of what's fixing to happen, in the middle of this angry mob that's basically been incited and are probably fixing to rush him, he looks to Jesus and he sees Jesus doing something. Jesus stands up at the right hand of God. And Jesus is standing up to do what? Basically to welcome him. Is that good? I start, he sees, I mean, I, I want to be this guy. I don't want the angry mob, okay? <laughs> I'm not buying into that. But, you know, if it happens, I, don't, I mean, don't you, don't you want to be able to respond? When people, when people insult you or people get mad at you and without reason, I mean, there's not a reason for them to have done that. And they just, you know, they say things that are wrong or they falsely accuse you instead of wanting to rile back at them, instead of getting my dander fall up and, and wanting to, to insult them back or, or to somehow fight them back, to be able to, with being full of the Holy Spirit, to be able to just stop and instead of looking at that, looking at that person who's ticked off at me for whatever reason, instead of looking at them, I'm able to go, I'm going to look to Jesus instead. I'm going to gaze at him and then be able to see him standing there ready to welcome him in. I mean, what a, what a powerful statement. And look what he, he says, I, I see the heavens and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God to welcome me home. Guys, don't just read through that. Is that good or what? His accusers, look what it says they did. They covered their ears with their hands because <laughs> they didn't want to hear him anymore. They didn't want to hear him say, hey, guys, you know what? I mean, you know what? You know what ticks off somebody pissed off at you more than anything else? Is you smile at them. <laughs> I mean, you want to. <laughs> You want to get somebody that's mad at you mad? Just respond back in kindness. Respond back in love. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> when somebody's mad and angry, they don't know how to respond to that. It, diff, it diffuses them most of the time. In this case, it doesn't really diffuse them. It just ticks them off even more. It makes them mad. They, they're, they're covering their, they don't want to hear it. They want, to, they want to beat this guy up. They want to kill him. They want to, they've already falsely accused him. They covered their ears. They screamed at the top of their lungs to drown out his voice. They were trying to cover up what he was saying. 
Then they pounced on him, threw him outside the city walls to stone him. His accusers, one by one, placed their outer guards at the foot of a young man named Saul. This later becomes Paul. As they hurled, look what it says, stone after stone at him. Stephen prayed while this was happening, while, while the accusers, this mob, this angry crowd, while they're throwing stones at him. Now, these aren't little pebbles, okay? <laughs> these are stones, and it says they're throwing stone after stone at him. And it says this, Stephen prayed, O Lord, accept my spirit into your presence. He crumbled to his knees, and he shouted in a loud voice, our Lord, don't hold this sin against them. And then he died. I don't know about you. That may not have been my prayer. <laughs> it might have been more along the lines of God, zap them. Send your angels. I, I, see, I love the sons of thunder. You know who those guys are, right, in the Bible? Who were the sons of thunder? James and John. What did they want to do? They wanted to call down fire on this town. I, I, I want to join that crowd. I'm, I'm part of the call down the fire crowd. You pissed me off, I'm going to call fire down on you. Maybe they weren't full of the Holy Spirit. They probably weren't. <laughs> Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, he stands and he looks at while they're while they're throwing stones at him. In the middle, he's on his knees. He's probably... By now, on, his, on the ground, trying to, he, they're throwing stones at him. And Stephen prays his prayer, God, <laughs> wow, don't hold this sin against them. Does that sound familiar? And we know somebody else that prayed that? Jesus, as he was being crucified, don't hold this sin against them. Now, you... <laughs> I'm going to have to admit, I'm not there yet. <laughs> if they're throwing stones at me, I hope I can say, God, don't, don't hold this sin against them. Forgive them. You see, this is what forgiveness really is. It's not holding someone's sin against them. It's, it's, it's pardoning them. It's, it's forgiving them. Them as they're in the literally, as they're in the act of sinning against you, that's forgiveness. I'm gonna jump ahead. Pete, go to the. I'm gonna come back and hit this next week because I, I will be here all night if I keep going. Go to the very. I think it's almost the very last slide. There's a picture. I have this framed in my office. I, this this you hear this story about a. The phrase a picture speaks a thousand words. There's something about this picture that just always speaks to me. And it's the idea of forgiveness. I want you to look at it. The guy that's standing there so stiffly with the arrow, with the bow and the arrows in his quiver, apparently has done what? Shot the other guy where? In the back. You with me? At least four times, <laughs> he shot him in the back, okay? Isn't that typically where accusations come from? If somebody's accusing you or somebody's saying things about you, most of the time it's not to your face. 
It's behind your back. Isn't it? Most of the time when people are doing things against you, sometimes it's not. Majority of times I would say it's behind your back. This guy, the guilty one with the arrow, with the, he's got the bow in his hand, the quiver with arrows there. They match the ones that have already been shot. And this guy that's been shot in the back, apparently he's come and he's doing what? He's saying to this guy that shot him in the back, what? I forgive you. I love you. And notice, notice the posture. The guy that's been shot is the guy that's what? He's leaning in. He's the one that's he's the one that's sure, he's the one that's giving love. He's and the guy, unfortunately, in this picture, it doesn't look like the guy that did the arrow shooting is receiving. Would you agree with that? He's pretty stiff, at least at this point. Our hope is that he, he changes his heart. That's what forgiveness is. It's being willing to come and, and, and say, I forgive you. I'm not, I'm not going to hold against you what you did. I'm not going to hold and I'm gonna, And I'm going to pray, God, don't hold that sin against them. That's what Stephen's doing to these accusers. And it's about for speaking forgiveness. And I, like I say, I, I want to, we're going to spend, I got another hour's worth of sermon here on forgiveness. Um, I believe, I'll just say this and then we'll, we'll close. I believe unforgiveness um, is probably one of the most dangerous, uh, it's a sin, okay, but it's one of the most dangerous positions that we can take as a, as a person. And, and, it's, and the problem is, is many, un, many Christians and unchristians both do that, okay? Unforgiveness, I've heard this said this way. Unforgiveness is like being mad at somebody and taking poison and drinking it yourself so you can get them. Think about that. Did this guy shoot this guy in the back? Yeah. Did he do it? Yeah. The person may have done something to you. They may not have. and You just received it. They did. But they may literally have shot you in the back. The question is, how do we respond? If I respond not that way, but I respond by wanting to pull out my own arrows and shoot back, then I'm going to be walking in unforgiveness. And there are so many consequences, and we'll get into that next week, of unforgiveness. I mean, literally sickness and disease and, and all kinds of mental and spiritual things can happen when we walk in unforgiveness towards someone. So I want you to think about that. Be reading this chapter again, read, in fact, just get in the book of Romans. Read Romans 12, 9 through 21. We're going to look at that next week as well. It talks about loving on people, forgiving them, being able to not insult back when you've been sold, or leaving judgment to God, and all that's, all that's how we're to walk. But the, what I want you to, to, to think about tonight is that if I'm not willing to forgive, then I'm the one putting myself in prison. I'm not, hold, that, I'm not putting that person in prison. I'm putting me in prison if I don't forgive. When I forgive, whether they respond or not, I've done my part. So I've opened my prison door. I don't have to stay in there anymore. What we're hoping in our anger and our bitterness and our resentfulness is I'm putting that person in prison. They've done something to me, and I want to get even with them. So I'm not going to forgive them, hoping that somehow or another going to hurt that person. Reality is it hurts me, not them. Yeah, that's right.
Amen. We'll stand up. Romans 12, 9 through 21. Study that next week, if you would. Think about forgiveness this week, how you can be quick to forgive. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Hallelujah. Father, thank you that, um, Lord, you teach us uh, how to forgive. Lord Jesus, that you showed us what forgiveness is and coming and forgiving us and cleansing us and how you hold us to forgive others. And so, Father, I just, I pray that you would, Lord, show us, open your word to us, give us, give us understanding of what it means to forgive someone. And Father, I just, I ask that even tonight you'd reveal, Lord, to us if there's somebody in our lives um, that we, uh, maybe we're not even conscious of, but somehow uh, they've done something to us. Uh, maybe it was a parent or a relative or a teacher or uh, a friend. Or it's, uh, someone that somehow or another has betrayed us or um, has done something to us. Father, show us, um, Lord, show us uh, if, that, if there's somebody in our life that's that way and help us to walk in unforgiveness toward them. Dad, I pray first that you just, you would Lord, bring them to light. Lord, we don't want to walk in unforgiveness toward anyone. So I just pray you would speak whoever that is to us and help us, Dad, to be able to walk in forgiveness toward them. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Jesus, you told us that we're to forgive as you forgave. And Father, I pray you would show us what that looks like. How do we do that? And Father, I pray that even as we read about Stephen, that even when somebody's in the very act of trying to do something to us, speak, maybe it's words, maybe it's an actual act of something where they're trying to... Uh, to harm us or belittle us or talk down to us. Father, help us to be able to respond Lord, in the way that he did to forgive them and to ask you to not hold that sin against them, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org.